Hello, my beautiful queens, and welcome to Queen Creations Radio, your one-stop shop for all things fashion, mindset, body positivity, women's empowerment, and all the -the behind-the-scenes action of Queen Creations Design. I'm your host and the creative director of Queen Creations, Natasha Mundy. On this week's episode of Queen Creations Radio, we are diving into the topic of living your best life and being your best self. Now, we're going to cover all sorts this week from things about doing the inner and outer work, self-forgiveness, enjoying the now and all this sort of really juicy stuff. I'm really excited to bring this to you today and I really hope that this um, is something that you resonate with. And if it is and you feel like sharing it, please do and help spread the love that is Queen Creations Radio. Let's jump straight to it, shall we? All right, so now it's time for our usual, the little wrap-up of everything that is happening in my world and Queen Creation's world. So I feel like, you know, when I've been bringing you stuff about what's happening with Queen Creation's behind the scenes, it's all been very slow because obviously it's really based on fashion school because if you're not aware, I'm using my graduate collection, um, you know, so technically my final collection at uni as my debut collection for my label, which I'm really excited about. So it's all this work that we get to do, but then I thought it would be really great to incorporate it and use that for something to really launch something. So I'm really excited about that. So this, uh, well, sorry, last week just gone, um, you know, I sat down, we've gone through some of the, I guess, the conceptual phases, which were for me hard because sometimes putting down my ideas onto to paper and expressing in the way that other people think that they should be expressed can be a little bit challenging at times. And I just, the person that I was working with just, you know, in life just sometimes there's just people who and not your people, and that's totally fine. And it's not like we have a dislike. It's just that we had a disconnect, I guess, was was the word to do that. So there wasn't really a lot of feedback back and forth, and it just I wasn't, I guess, understanding what she was saying and she was not understanding what I was saying, and it was just a bit like that. And it was a little bit disheartening at first, and it made me um, really struggle to get motivated with the collection itself. So that all changed last week because now we've moved into, we're moving into developmental or experimental phase. So this is where we're actually going to start um, experimenting with different ideas and techniques. And so I got handed over to the lecturer who I'll actually be working with with the rest of my collection. So right through the developmental stage, right through to the finished piece. I've been lucky enough to work with this lecturer last year as well. And she's absolutely amazing. She's absolutely beautiful. And I just got some really great feedback. Um, She was really excited about my idea. She could see my idea um, very clearly. And she just had such great feedback and also just, you know, some suggestions to improve it and to really push myself that little bit more. So I'm so excited. So I actually, I'm ready to get going now. And I, I'm so excited to share these ideas with you along the way and just, just have you guys be part of the journey. So I'm so excited for that. So personal life, it's been a little bit steadier compared to what it was last time. It's last time I'd mentioned about my son being in hospital. Now, um, you know, the time has gone. So what's happened in between? I had my Chulala Adelaide Fringe performance and, oh, my God, was it amazing. Um, It was the most incredible experience. The feeling over the 48 hours of these performances that we did and the um, camaraderie in the dressing room with all the women that you are working with as well as um, women from the other hubs, you know, doing their dances. Oh, it was just absolutely amazing and it's just an experience I won't forget. I've signed on again so I'm continuing and I'll continue to do it throughout the year and have performances so I'm really so excited about that and I really, you know, I've made some connections and I really feel like I've at least made a, a friend that, you know, I will stay friends with after this too which is really awesome. Um, you know, we're currently house hunting at the moment so that's fun <laughs> and, um, and going, you know, home loan process also fun. Um, Look, what an experience. Let's just put it that way. It is an experience. I'm sure there's heaps of people out there who've gotten loans, home loans and bought their houses and everything before. Kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys. It is just a process and a half. Um, 
you know, I look forward to being able to update you soon as to, you know, when we get a house and, and share that with you. Um, and in the meantime, while I'm just waiting around is I'm just doing lots of packing because regardless of how the house hunting going, our lease at this particular property runs out in June. So, um, either way, we're going to move out. So, I've got, <laughs> I've got to pack and, and get all that done in our crazy hectic schedule. So, that's kind of what's going on in our life. But I'm really looking forward to this topic um, today. So, we're just going to jump straight on into it, okay? Welcome, queens. So, today we are talking all things living your best life and being your best self. And we're going to cover some sort of things you know, some tools and tips and tricks and just things that I've done within my own experience that hopefully, you know, helps and inspires other people. So, as I sit here today recording this is actually uh, new moon in Aries. Now, I am recording during the day, not at, not at <laughs> night, but, you know, um, new, new year in Aries, God, that's a bit of a mouthful, is the start of the zodiac year. And there is like a, it's about new beginnings. So, it's a really great time to sort of set any sort of intentions and just, you know, get through with a sort of clean slate. And I don't know, there's just, I don't know, the weather here, like, it's just been really weird for autumn. And I don't know. There's something. There's something in the air. There's something in the air. So you know whether you, you believe that stuff or not. That's totally fine. Everyone has their own individual sort of practices. I'm not. I uh, you know. I know a little astrology, or more so about my own sort of sign. Very limited compared to what a lot of other people know. But you know, I have my own little rituals and practices that I do. And just today, I just felt like I wanted some cleansing, just have some intentions to set. And I just feel like there's just a bit of change in the air. So, that's just a a little personal thing before we get into it. So, living your best life, what does that actually mean? And being your best self, what does that also actually mean, you know? And what has sort of inspired this? I guess for me, you know, um, as you start to get a little bit older, you really start to realize how limited and precious your time um, on this planet actually is, right? Like and how, you know, like I, uh, you know, I, I don't hide what age I am. I'm 38 years old and I can tell you those 38 years have gone so quickly and, you know, I can sit back and look at those years and look at a lot of wasted time or missed opportunities or just really not making the most out of life and how, you know, there was a lot of times of just sort of plowing through autopilot, surviving, where now it's it's really looking at making the most um, of the life that I have and just really honouring and cherishing that. And, and I think that's something that we all sort of need to do is just really take stock of our lives and make the most of our lives and make the moments count. So, I thought we would, you know, jump in on that today. So, you know, one of the main things, you know, about living your best life, but also not just living your best life, but also being your best uh, version of yourself is enjoying the now. So, what do I mean by enjoying the now? Well, you know, literally meaning that, you know, wherever you're, you know, you are where you are at in life for a reason. You may not know what that reason is, you know, like I'm a a big believer in the best is yet to come, you know, like the, the best is is always waiting to come. So, wherever we're at now, we're at here because maybe we need to learn some lessons. Um, you know, the universe is always trying to teach us stuff and, and, and help us, you know, the universe wants to work with us to provide us with what we want. So, our now um, is definitely a reflection on what is going on inside of us as well. So, you know, whatever's happening inside is a reflection on our outer world as well. So, that's just some sort of food for thought there to keep there in mind. So, it's just really important with the now because, you know, the now is the only actual moment that we have guaranteed. So, this moment right now is the only moment that we actually have that's guaranteed. You know, this moment could end in a minute. It could end in a day. It could end in a week. You know, we could end in a year. We, we don't know you know, we're not granted the gift to know when that when that time's up. So, you know, as much as you might be, you know, like I'm always on a path to to better improve myself and and to have a better life and all that sort of stuff. But the one thing um, sometimes we can get caught up and focusing so much about the future and what it is that we want and what 
what goals we're working for, we can actually just forget what is happening right here, right now. And this stuff, what is happening right here, right now. So not the stuff that happened before, not the stuff that's about to happen, but this particular moment, this is our moment to savor. It is our moment to enjoy and it's our moment to live right now. So, you know, how, how do you do that though? You know, we get so caught up in, in our day-to-day lives and, and what's going on that, you know, we are all a little bit guilty a lot of the time of just working on autopilot. You know, alarm goes off, wake up, make coffee, have breakfast, have a shower, get dressed, go to work, do your work things, get in the car, come home, you know, make dinner, you know, spend a couple of hours watching Netflix, go to bed. Like you can seriously get like that where we're just on this sort of autopilot and we're not actually seeing the really amazing stuff that's going on around us, but we're also sometimes too busy waiting for big stuff to happen that we're not actually looking out for the day-to-day little stuff that happens that's actually really special and magical. So, you know, and these are anything like – you know, maybe it is stopping, like for me, sometimes it, for me, sometimes it's just stopping. It is stopping and not doing anything. And maybe, you know, like right now I can hear the birds outside, you know, chirping and sometimes it's going for a walk on the beach and sometimes it's just having some fresh air or it's taking in the scenery. You know, I, I did it last week where I went for a few walks down at a local beach and just the sunsets that just got delivered to me and I actually literally sat down on a park bench and watched these sunsets and I breathed in the fresh air and it was just something that was just so uplifting and, you know, like, and it is something that we can kind of really take for granted as well. I've always talked about having little, um, making little rituals for yourself, so making everyday moments special, you know, like, you know, like I have a ritual, in the, you know, in the morning. So since I wake up before, before I get out of bed and also while I'm still laying in bed, still kind of half asleep, I sort of talk to myself with some affirmations, you know, whatever it is that I feel that I need to hear. You know, you are talented, you are skilled, you are strong, you are amazing, you are awesome, you know, whatever it is, is I, you know, I tend to tell myself these things and just really get my mind in a positive place before I get out of bed. And then as I get out of bed, I, you know, make my coffee and I just, the little things about, you know, I make my coffee a ritual, like, and it's just, and not by doing anything in particular, it's that I sit there and I make the coffee and I just really am in tune and aware of what's happening. So I stop and I actually smell the coffee roasting, like, oh, it is the most phenomenal smell. You know, and it just, and I just savor that moment. So it's just like that little moments, you know, maybe you have a weekly meal together as a family and you just, you know, make it special by no phones, no TV, little music. You sit down and you enjoy a special meal at home together. Just, it's really about finding ways that you can enjoy the day to day stuff. And what is it that you can do to make the now? special you know like are we actually stopping for a minute to realize what's going on around us you know maybe we received a really nice text from a friend today do we actually stop and acknowledge that or do we just quick quick fire back and go about our day like nothing happened instead of just stopping going oh wow thanks and just just taking stock of it because a lot of time that's all we need to do um, you know, another way that I find to really enjoy them now is just really getting into meditation and breath work. So I actually, you know, force myself and I'm, you know, like I look, I'm a bit of a go, go, go person. I like I go, 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 go. I've always, I find it hard to sit still. I like to go, 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 always on the go and I'm doing different things and I might be bouncing from one project to another and, and you know, all like that. But sometimes... I just need to sit and quiet. So maybe it's 15 minutes just to sit down and meditate um, and just to actually really just be. Um, you know, another great way to, uh, you know, live in the moment 
and to really enjoy the moment is to practice gratitude. So practicing gratitude, you know, like it doesn't have to be a written practice. It can be if you want it to be. I sometimes do this one at nighttime. So before I go to bed, sometimes I just lay there and I just think, what are some things that I'm really grateful for today? And I'll say them out in my mind, you know, oh, you know, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my son. I'm grateful for my husband or, you know, oh, I'm grateful that my mom did this for me today or I'm grateful for that conversation I just had with my dad. I'm, you know, I was grateful for that walk I got to take on the beach in the middle of all the chaos. I'm grateful that I got ahead with my uni work. You know, like it can be anything small or, small or big, but the more that you start noticing things in life that you're grateful for, the more things in your life that will appear that are worthy of being grateful for too. So, you know, it sort of it's one of those things is that what you, um, you know, where, where, Focus goes, energy flows, right? So if you start focusing on things that you are grateful for, then there will be opportunities in your life where more things present themselves that you're also grateful for. So you're just kind of bringing that into your awareness and your life. So, you know, really taking a moment to stop, breathe, and enjoy the now because you can't live, you know, like as much as I, you know, I'm a goal setter and I I guess sometimes I live so much in the future of all the things that I've got to do. But I also now really understand the importance of enjoying the journey of where I am now. This is also a body thing, right? So this is not just about enjoying your life. You know, when we talk about being the best, you know, this was about living your best life and being your best self while part of being your best self is actually accepting yourself right now where you are. So one thing that you know you start realizing with self-love and self-acceptance is that it can't come with strings attached. So I can't it can't be I'm not going to love I'll love myself once I'm a size 12 or I'll love myself once I can do this and I'll love myself once I'm more fit or I could do I don't know. You you get you get where I'm going with that though. It can't be something that's conditional. You know like so you need to be able to accept and love your body where it is now. Um, for you to get to where, you know, you want to be as well because, you know, if you are doing things to, I guess, sorry, I'm thinking out loud here, it's about coming coming at things from the right place because, you know, I'm being guilty of this myself, you know, where I don't love and accept myself just the way I am and there's things that I don't like about myself, whether that's personality traits or body weight or things like that, that then when I'm trying to change these things, they're not coming out of a place of love to be better. They're coming out of a place of hate and punishment and where I'm punishing myself to be something that I'm not in line with. And so then it's just a chore and it's just heartache and it's it's just it's not cool. So it's just it's no other way to put it. It's not cool. Um so really that importance there of you know you need to love yourself you love your life where it is now because that also helps you appreciate, you know, and what you appreciate grows. And it's the same with yourself, you know, like Whatever you think about yourself, it has gotten you to where you are right now. So whether that is your body or your mind or, you know, personality traits or anything like that, it's gotten you to this far. It's gotten you this far and you need to be thankful for that. Um, But also, you know, we will touch on a little bit as well as that, you know, like accepting the whole of you and not part of you as well, you know, and, and not the parts that you deem to be good. But the parts of the good and the bad and loving them anyway because everybody, you know, everybody has good and bad and it's only the meaning that we put on it or whether we deem it to be good or bad. But it's just, you know, really important part of sort of self-acceptance and, you know, it lays the foundation, you know, for that dream life and for your future self. You know, so what you do now is the foundation on which you build your house on. So do you want a strong foundation? Or do you want something that's going to crumble and fall down the track? So another sort of one I wanted to cover was flowing with the seasons. And, you know, like life is all about cycles. It's absolutely about cycles. So, you know, we ebb and we flow just like in nature. So, you know, there's a summer, autumn, winter, spring, and, you know, just like, the year runs through on these cycles. Us personally as people, 
we also run through the same cycles as well. So obviously women also run through their, you know, 28-day cycles, which are in line with the lunar cycles. But, you know, as a whole, men and women do um, both experience um, the cycles of life throughout themselves. So, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm at the moment I'm still trying to work out what season I'm in at the moment because I'm not quite sure where I am. And I'll explain a little bit about that a little later on as to why I feel the way that I do. But what I mean, you know, like sometimes when you just, you feel really motivated and you are just getting everything done and you you go, 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 and you're just really focused and you're, you know, burning your ass off, you know, that, that sort of stuff, you know, we're kind of that sort of like a summer season when you have all that energy to burn and when you're really productive um, with that as well, you know, like, and then, you know, springtime is a little bit more enjoying the moment. Um, you know, it's a lot of rebirth. It's, you know, coming out of that sort of, it's the other side, you know, like, um, you know, coming out of winter basically, you know, so you're sort of almost coming out of a rest and you're just feeling reinvigorated again. It's sort of like your spring season. And then we have winter and that's, you know, and it's just like winter in the season. You kind of just want to crawl up and you want to hibernate. You don't have much energy. You don't really have any motivation and you, you're just not springing with ideas and, and things to create or content or, or anything like that. And that is like sort of your winter sort of season. And then you've obviously got your spring and autumn as well. And they, you know, like an autumn sort of like you're harvesting, you know, where you're, you're reaping in all the goods from all that hard work that you did sort of over summer. Um, that all that work and spring was like you'd <laughs> spring you'd planted the seeds you know right and they'd all kind of bursting and then some of you doing the work and then autumn you're reaping what you've sowed before you go into rest mode again so it's kind of go 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 into rest mode so you know we go through those sort of seasons our kids go through these seasons everybody goes through these sort of seasons in life where you you're feeling sometimes you're feeling really energetic sometimes you're not and you really need to honour those seasons too because, you know, that's, it's such a natural part in life. We can't be switched on 24-7. So we can't be working in summer, you know, busting our ass off, doing all this sort of stuff because we can't sustain that and our bodies can't sustain that. So, and our minds can't sustain that either. They need their downtime too, right? So no, no one season's better than the other, you know, like, I mean, I'm not necessarily a huge winter fan when we're talking about season seasons, but when we're talking about seasons of life, no, each season is just as important as the other and they're all needed. So really not pushing ourselves, you know, like um, there's a big thing at the moment, like hustle culture, you know, like and hustle culture is like a very masculine energy, but it's also very, you know, I guess, you know, it's that sort of summer or sort of autumn driven where you go, 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 you're fresh of ideas, you're, you're doing all this work, you've got all this energy to burn, you know, but we can't be in summer all year round. We can't be in this hustle culture where we're just, you know, ready to, you know, like we'll burn out eventually, you know, if we, if we don't rest and relax. So just making sure, you know, like allow yourself the freedom to flow with the seasons. Now, this doesn't mean that you are on a season of like, like the year, like you go, oh, I've got three months here in summer and three months in autumn and three months in winter. <laughs> it's not like that. You know, sometimes your winter could go on, you know, I've, I've had periods of time where winter's gone on for a really long time. It's gone on for a year. You know, and you're a bit, sometimes a bit of a dark place and you just, you know, trying to find your way out. You're just trying to find spring, you know. And sometimes it takes a long time to come and, and sometimes it doesn't. And then other times, you know, I've spent time, like a lot of time in summer, you know, working really hard and, and, and just go, go, go. But, you know, and instead of just trying to maintain that, I'm now, as I'm older, learning to just – to flow with that, life ebbs and flows. The ocean ebbs and flows. You know, everything is a reflection of what we see in nature is what happens in life as well. So it is time to respect. So stop, listen, see where you're at and just respect the season, honour the season. See what, you know, if you're in winter at the moment, that's totally fine. It means you need to nurture yourself. So find ways that you can nurture yourself, not punish yourself for not being in summer, 
but to nurture yourself to where you're at because the more that you nurture yourself in winter and get the relaxation that you need and the rest, then the sooner you'll come out the other side, you know, ready to fight and ready to go into spring and just, you know, when you get into spring and then creativity starts to flow and your energy starts to swell and to grow and you start planting seeds and, you know, things spring to life, you know, like you just you need to honour these seasons and just understand and be aware that they're actually going on. So part of the reason why I said, you know, I said I'll touch on it and I'll touch on it now. So we're talking about doing the inner and outer work and this is how I said I'm a little confused because I don't actually know what season I'm in at the moment is because I'm in a really, really weird place at the moment and it's not good and it's not bad. Um, so one thing that I really feel that everyone should do, and I'm talking about this now from my personal experience, is doing inner and outer work. So especially, and you know, and I'm talking about the inner work is in, you know, dealing with, you know, past trauma, things that might have happened as a as a child, like and, and even if things didn't seem traumatic as a child, sometimes they, they were or they, you know, have the ability to affect you as if they were. So it's really important to to do that. So and in doing the inner work. So these are working on, you know, for me personally at the moment, I am doing a lot of inner work, you know, and I realize that I actually do have a bit of childhood trauma that was just never sort of addressed or done anything with you know when I was four years old my dad was in a um, head-on collision was a paraplegic and that just you know that had a lot of flow-on effects so you know it meant things like my dad being in hospital for six months it meant him having a surgery that made him paraplegic it meant him learning how to live in a wheelchair and you know it completely changed our lives it also meant that we live without an income for you know near on 12 months and you know, I lived in kindy and, you know, full time while my mum was looking after my dad in hospital. So, but for me, there were just things that I just didn't, you know, I was four and I was young and I don't remember a lot of it. But it's really now looking at it and doing some of the inner work, I realised that it was quite a traumatic experience as a child. It also, you know, like, um, you know, your family kind of and the way that you're brought up and all that sort of stuff can also, you know, and being a teenager and all that sort of stuff and, and the sort of life experiences that you have can also, you know, create a lot of unwarranted or incorrect like limiting beliefs that you hold on to for your whole life you know these stories that you tell you've heard somewhere and then that you tell yourself for your whole life and it's actually how you live and dictate your whole life about these stories so this is what I mean about doing the inner work um and you know and I've just started learning about shadow work and so you know like we're looking at like you know, the healing the inner child and then, you know, doing shadow work. And then I guess the best way I can describe sort of shadow work is if you ever see somebody that you really, really rubs you the wrong way and there's something about them or like when you judge people and there's a thing that you you might judge like, oh, I don't know, they're too poor, they're too they're too thin, they're too tall, they're too fat, they're too this, you know, like and we, we kind of have this judgment, oh, they're unhealthy or I don't know, like they – uh, you know, unemployed or, you know, these sort of judgments that we make about people or she's a bitch or, you know, whatever, is a lot of time when we're making these judgments about people, it is we're making judgments about characteristics that we actually have and that we try to hide about ourselves. So it's kind of a bit like it was explained to me like a skeleton in a closet, you know, like so we're trying to hide, you know, like all these things, these sort of characteristics and these traits um, that we, you know, somewhere along the line have been deemed as not good, you know, so whether it's like maybe, I don't know, you gossip or you're bitchy or you're, you know, like a great one, like sometimes for women as if they're too bossy or, you know, this or that. And, and anyway, those sort of ones that we try and we try and hide that about ourselves because, you know, somewhere, we, you know, we've been taught that this, this is not okay to have those sort of characteristics, so we hide them away. And so shadow work is – and it, it, it's a reflection to those, you know, like with shadow work. It's not just about, say, you know, if you see negative about people. So usually if you see negative about people, that usually it's like sort of a trait that you, you've got that you're trying to hide. But on the flip side as well, sometimes when you there's things about other people that you admire – a lot of the time 
you know, you actually have those same traits as well and it's you just don't realize it. So doing shadow work is, is really, you know, is really interesting and, and if you actually deep dive and it's confronting as fuck, like, and, and sitting down and realizing, you know, like past situations where you've, you know, felt yourself to be the victim that, you know, that may not have been the case and also that, you know, the traits that you, you know, felt about people who wronged you or, or things in that were actually just, you know, traits that you have as well. And then with those traits as well, you know, like what makes a good trait or a, or a bad trait, you know, like, you know, obviously there's the extremes, you know, like, you know, being aggressive, you know, being aggressive, you know, well, you know, being an aggressive to a point, like, you know, if you're – I'm trying to think about how to word this properly with, you know, like, and I definitely don't mean any offense to this because I, I do mean, you know, like, obviously if somebody's aggressive and they're physically hurting somebody or, you know, stuff like that and, and bullying people or intimidating people, that's that's not great and and stuff. But there is the flip side of being aggressive that maybe if you're aggressive, maybe you're aggressive when you're going for a new job, you know, like, and, and or you know, you show just the right level of aggression when you're attacking the ball in soccer or, you know, like so there's a flip side to all these sort of things within moderation as well. So, but sometimes, you know, aggression like in the bad sense comes out when we're not acknowledging that it's okay to be aggressive in certain situations as well and that inherently, you know, being aggressive is not necessarily a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if we're, you know, I guess if you're trying to stuff it in the closet and deny that it happens and then it explodes out and that's sort of why that's an issue, right? So, and it's the same, you know, like if you're assertive or, you know, the girls out there who get called bossy, you know, like it's something wrong with being, you know, bossy, you know, bossy was really just another word for assertive and, you know, and it's okay Sometimes, you know, like there's there's times when you can be assertive and times when you can't. It's it's very much about a balance. It's like when we've talked out talked about before with masculine and feminine energy and being, you know, like there's times when you, you like you need both. Like and one's not better than the other. You just need both and that yin and that yang and the balance. And that's where it all comes from. Night and day, you know, summer, winter, everything's got an an opposite, you know, and they're both just as important as each other. So, you know, here we are labeling these certain things about ourselves as, oh, that's bad, we've got to hide that trait about ourselves or, oh, she's lazy, like, oh, got to hide that about herself. Like, and it's just, that's just not the way that it is, you know, when we stop down and really think about it. So, you know, I I can't express enough, you know, like I, I, now that I'm doing this trauma stuff at the moment, all this, you know, work at the moment of just, wow, like this is stuff I should have dealt with so long ago and, I, you know, I can't help but wonder how my life would have been if I had dealt with it before, but obviously I wasn't ready to deal with it before. And, you know, like if the body knows, right, like you'll be presented with, you know, situations where this – where there's opportunities to heal always come up and and if you're ready, you'll do it. And if you're not, you'll just sort of keep putting it off. But the sort of unit, the way the universe works, it will keep presenting that back to you and until you kind of deal with it. So, you know, here we are dealing with it. And that's why at the moment, like, I feel like, I, you know, there's part of me that feels great, but I'm not sitting here walking around with a beamy smile on 24-7 because I actually feel kind of exhausted ex- well at the same time. Like, I just – it's just, you know, I'm getting ready to come out the other side of, you know, bringing up all this life and past traumas. It's actually been a lot to deal with and, you know, like, and, you know, like, and all of a sudden I'm in this this weird spot where, you know, I'm not the person I was even 12 months ago, you know, like I, I don't even know that girl anymore, that that woman I should say. I don't, I don't know her anymore. Um, and I am working towards a woman that I want to be. Um, so now I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle and that's why I don't know what season I'm at because I'm just like, um, <laughs> sorry, where am I? Like I'm not, I'm definitely not, I don't know, maybe I'm in spring. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm coming out of winter and I'm getting ready, you know, soon spring's sort of approaching. I think I'm starting to wake up. So maybe I'm in winter at the moment heading towards spring. So it's just you know, doing that work though, like it's eye-opening and 
it's so worth it. It's so it's uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. It's not it's not fun to sit there and see the truth about yourself. But it's also so uplifting at the same time. It's so eye-opening and it's just it's just incredible. I, I I just don't even know how to explain it, but I would just really encourage everyone to kind of just get along and, and kind of do some of that that inner work and and just look inside because there's just so much you can do to sort of heal and move on just to be the best version of yourself because this is really what this is about. And once you do oh once you deal with all that that baggage, it's it's the baggage, right? We have so much baggage in life and we just don't ever deal with it. We just keep stuffing it in the closet and the, we're just stuffing everything in this bag and we're just carrying around this baggage and it's weighing us down. And, you know, and, and sometimes it just ends up we're just kind of being miserable and we're just surviving and we're just, bleh, you know, like just going, and this is where that autopilot comes from because there's all this fucking baggage and we're just not dealing with it. That if you actually stop and take time to do to do the work to deal with it, how much lighter you become and free from that, and what you know you've learned the lessons from that too, and you can actually just let it go, and then it just like I said, you know, then it, then you're in the now, and you're just living in the now, you know, and and then you're starting to you know float towards the future, which is really awesome. So I do really encourage anyone if you've got. Like do the inner work, do the journaling, look to the shadow work, you know, look at, you know, what is it that you, you know, like and don't like about people and, and why do they trick you? And if you do get triggered about something, what is it in you that's unhealed that is triggering you over it, okay? So just, you know, looking into that as well, you know, that's a question to ask yourself, why is this affecting me? You know, why is this situation or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, why am I reacting this way? And just really start questioning yourself and to see where that sort of learned behaviors come from. And, you know, when I'm talking about the inner work as well, oh my God, I talk about limiting beliefs a lot. <laughs> and, you know, when I'm, I'm talking about limiting beliefs, I'm like a lot of my personal limit, limiting beliefs have definitely been family limiting beliefs and things that I've learned from childhood and, and how I've seen um you know like things that happen with my family and, and sort of common things that are said you know money doesn't grow on trees you've got to work hard for money and then on the other side money oh money brings out the worst in people you know you can't trust people when you've got money um you know I used to have a grandma who used to compare me to my cousin all the time, you know, oh, you're not as skinny as her, you're not as pretty as her, you're not as smart as her. I can't tell you the amount of damage that does to somebody when you're young and that's all you hear all the time because then, you know, what does is, what is that, you know, um, teach you as a child is that, you know, other women are your competition for starters that, you know, and, oh, my God, has that played out in my life like a freaking broken record, you know? Like it's only now that I'm starting to realise that women aren't my competition, that, no, you know, women aren't a threat to me. Um, I can trust other women. Like this is – I cannot, you know, um, explain how much trauma that did in itself – you know, with my future relationship with women. And it's only now at 38 years old that I'm starting to realize what that did and I'm doing the work to heal that because I don't want that to be my story anymore. And by doing the inner work, let me tell you, it allows you to break cycles and that is so fucking powerful. And what do I mean by that? You know, like, so for me, I'm breaking, firstly, I'm breaking the cycle. Women are not my competition, so I'm breaking that cycle. I'm now making new female friends. I'm actually having starting to get a tribe. Like, and how fucking exciting is that? Um, I'm also breaking the I'm breaking what I call the family curse amongst money, you know, and the belief that, you know, that my family is terrible with money or, you know, or that I can't trust people if I've got money. Uh, because, you know, families, you know, let you down in the past. Like I'm breaking that cycle and I'm breaking that cycle of poverty and I'm breaking that cycle of struggle because I will not pass that on to my child. So me doing the inner work now means that I do not pass it on to my child and he won't have those beliefs that I have or that I had growing up. 
And when you empower your child like that to have to challenge those beliefs and to have, you know, imagine your child growing up and you tell them anything is possible and, you know, you can make the money that you want to make and, and, and you know, like and the, the, you're encouraging from this different sort of standpoint but like, oh, I've got to be re- realistic here. No, you can't do, you know, like what, the way that we can limit our children and impact our children because of what we've been taught you know, like, oh, got to be realistic. Oh, don't chase after that dream. Oh, you want to be a famous actress? God, no. You won't be able to do that. Go pick a real job. <laughs> like, why are we limiting our children like this? So, I can't tell you again, like, doing this inner work, you know, inner outer, however you want to look at it, just doing that work will change your life, but it won't just change your life. It will change everybody around you. Um, it changes their life and the way that you interact with them and, you know, the stories that your child will tell themselves your friends, your family, whoever it is that you sort of interact with the most, you'll change their world. So, you know, this is just one of those important things about doing that inner and outer work. So, with all that sort of inner work that you do as well, another really important thing that you really need to learn to to do and to do it well and to do it often is forgiveness. So, you know, we we really start off here when you're doing that inner work is that you really need to learn to forgive yourself. You need to learn to forgive yourself for, you know, choices that you made back in the day. You need to forgive yourself for who you were Um, and just just allow some kindness and some forgiveness because at any point in time, you know, you're doing the best that you can. And, and back, you know, like, so if you've ever made a really bad decision as, as a former version of yourself and you think, oh, my God, you know, like, you've got to forgive that because at that particular time you'll be doing the best that you could, making the best decision that you could that you thought was, you know, best, even if it was a stupid decision, you know, like, you, you've got to forgive yourself for that because it happened, you know, whatever it may be, you know, like, and, it, and if that's, and sometimes that stuff holds a lot of shame and holding that shame is just, again, with doing that inner work is letting that shit go. Um, you know, like I used to hold a lot of shame around money, you know, particularly at points of time when we didn't have any, like it was it was really frowned upon um, growing up. It, it really was, you know, like and it just, you know, like just need to learn, you know, like and then as I got older and then I had to go fend for myself, you know, my family went from sort of being hard workers to having no money, to actually having a lot of money, to then not really having any money again. And, you know, like learning to sort of forgive that. And, I, you know, like I, I learned some really bad habits around money. And, you know, for me, like I, I want to be a wealthy woman. And, you know, the, the changes that has happened to me in the past 12 months have just been extraordinary just by changing sort of mindset. But, you know, I know that I need to do that inner work to be able to overcome and, and to forgive myself for past money mistakes that I made 10, 15 years ago when I didn't know any better. I had to forgive myself for that to be able to clear the blocks to be able to level up to reach the next level where I want to be now, you know, like so. And 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 as you level up in life, you're going to have to continually do this this inner work, right? And it's, you're going to have to clear these blocks. But the whole time is it needs to come down to forgiveness, you know, like and, um, you know, I've been practicing like forgiveness. Um, Hapono, Honopono, Pono, Honopono, I can't remember how it's said, um, <laughs> but it's a Hawaiian sort of forgiveness um, practice and it's, you know, like, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I love you, thank you, you know, like, and, you know, going into things like that and that's the same with also, you know, forgiving situations and other people and sometimes it's not physically possible to go, hey, look, you know, sorry for that really awful thing that you did to me, like, it's not necessarily sometimes forgiving the person per se like that, but it's just about holding some sort of forgiveness even for yourself going through that so that you can move on for that. So I can't um, express how important forgiveness is and just letting that sort of, you know, letting that stuff go. It doesn't mean that you need to go be best friends with somebody that you absolutely like who treated you like crap. I'm definitely not suggesting that, but you can forgive the situation and just, you know, forgive it, hold space for it, let it go. And so that you can move on. All right. Now we're going to tune into a bit more of like the other sort of stuff, like um, listening to your body. It's always a fun one for me. So 
this one is again, it goes a little bit in living with the now as well. But when it comes to just slowing, like you need to sort of slow down sometimes and just listen to your body and listen to what it needs. Um, because sometimes you can, sometimes it's a bit like trying to push shit uphill, right? It's just not going to happen because sometimes you just, you need a rest. Sometimes you need to go. Sometimes you need to move. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you just you just really, really have got to take time um, to check in with yourself. Like, and this is like for me, this is actual checking. Like, just I like literally stop. All right, what does my body need right now? Okay, my body needs some water. Now I need to hydrate. Like, I'm feeling dehydrated. Or what does my body need? You know, like I'm feeling really overwhelmed at this moment. What does my body need? You know, my body needs some fresh air. I just need some fresh air. So I'm going to go for a walk in nature and get some fresh air. Um, so things like that, you know, like, oh, you know, stop and checking in. Oh, what do I need right now? I need to move. I need some movement. My body needs to move. I need to honor my body by by moving her and stretching her and, and, and just really prioritizing that. Or, you know, I just, what do I need? Again, I'm feeling really anxious. I need to breathe. So I need to take a moment to breathe. So I just want to talk about like really tuning into your body. I think sometimes we lose a little bit of that intuitiveness that we have because of all the noise that's going on in life and, and you know, the pressure for this hustle culture to be go, 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 that we've, we've lost that ability to stop and listen, you know, like our bodies are just these absolutely phenomenal things, you know, like, and, and we have intuition like you would not believe. Um, you know, they always say, you know, the thing of like women's intuition, but it's just I- intuition in general and, and it's there, but instead of numbing it, we need to tune into it. And the more that we tune into, the more it will be present with us, you know, like I, I've got a couple of examples that I can give you. Um, I, when I was pregnant with Connor, right towards the end, Connor was starting to, to measure bigger than, than what he should be. Um, and I had gotten really uncomfortable and I just, I don't know, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it, but there was just something in me that just knew, you know, I said to the sort of the doctor that I was seeing at the time, I'm like, he, we need to get him out now. So he's too big. He's going to get stuck. He's not going to come out. Like he just, he's ready now. He needs to come out now. And of course, you know, typical, doctor it was a male one and not that I'm having a go at males but I think sometimes males tend not to to listen to the intuition of women sometimes they're like oh what would she know first child she's just you know being a whiny bitch basically (laughs) and anyway giving birth to Connor guess what you know I was no joke he's the labor oh it was horrendous the labor went on forever like and forever i mean days i went into early labor first and then labor and then when we actually got to a point of pushing i was pushing for fucking hours which is not normal like you know like i had nurses staying in over shifts because they'd gotten so far and they just wanted to see me through to the end of it and i just remember the doctor which was the doctor who dismissed my feelings in the first place in our general appointment was the one who was delivering my son and he's like, he's stuck. He's too big. Well, no shit, Sherlock. And I literally said to the doctor, I said, I told you so. So, <laughs> you know, like, and it was just, you know, and then it ended up having to be, you know, like, and I think if I was just a little bit more persistent about, you know, really, um, you know, like knowing myself and knowing my body to be like, I, I know what this is, you know, I had the same thing even a little while ago with Connor when he went um, with his elbow you know, he got, you know, obviously went into, you know, fell off the trampoline, got his stitches in the emergency room, got sent home. And then the next day I could just tell straight away something wasn't right. And there was just something in me that said he needs to go back to the hospital. So I took him back to the hospital. And again, you know, and even at some point there, you know, they're always like, oh, we'll just send you home with some antibiotics. You know, they were like dismissing it. And this time I wouldn't let them dismiss it. I said, no. I said, this has happened over 24 hours. This is, this is not normal. This is not right. And, you know, lo and behold, nine rounds of IV antibiotics later, you know, and four days in hospital, it wasn't okay. So you just, we have intuition there and, 
you need to trust yourself and your your body and your mind or your intuition is telling you things all the time. You just need to take a moment to stop and listen and to really tune into that. And the more you tune into your intuition, the more it'll grow. And, you know, it's those gut feelings, right? You know, there's gut feelings. Sometimes you know when things are good, you know when things are bad. Like, and the more that you tune into that, the more it will be present in your life. So, just really, and that's why I said just you need to tune in because you're – your intuition is telling you on a day-to-day basis what it is that your body needs if you actually stop and listen, all right, your body, your mind, your soul, whatever. But if you just actually stop, listen, and ask, you'll get those answers. But actually prioritizing time to do that rather than just being go, go, go all the time, all right? And, you know, this goes into, you know, making space and allowing yourself to slow down as well for that. Because it's okay, you know, I said I did this last week. I knew like I was feeling really overwhelmed with uni, like really overwhelmed. The load was just getting a bit ridiculous and, you know, like I don't do things by halves in life because, of course, you know, here I am trying to do this final year of uni with this huge load, taking on extra work, deciding that we're moving at the same time as well. Like, but I just knew like I was overwhelmed. I was like, I need to take this hour to slow down. And just breathe because when you start getting so overwhelmed like that, you start feeling like you're sort of drowning and you, and you can't breathe. So, t- tuning in and just being, okay, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. So, you know, I really stress that importance and just, you know, make that space to slow down as well and make it something that's, you know, like – you know, we've gotten to this point where we celebrate and we've normalized this hustle culture. Well, you know what? Now it's time to celebrate and normalize making space, all right, making space and slowing down because it's it's important. It's important to stop. It's important, you know, you don't want to burn out and you want to play at your peak. And, you know, part of playing your peak is, you know, obviously you need to fuel your body like you need to fuel yourself correctly and that go that's not just food or water this is like what you consume in your life your mind you know to put yourself in a pig state but then at the same time you also need the required rest and that's not just sleep that is also just slowing down meditation taking a moment breathing walking nature all that sort of stuff just really make space for yourself because you'll be surprised at what comes from that and it, just how that will rejuvenate you and just really help you live at your peak. So live your best life and be your best self. This is really what does that. So this episode, as you can tell, just got totally deep and I went into things so much more than I thought I would and it just really flowed. So I'm thank you so much for joining me on this episode, but I'm actually making this a two-parter. So what you've just listened to I'm considering is part one and I'm actually going to get straight into recording part two, but I thought it would be better to have it in two parts so that it's um, easy to digest, but also so you can take some of the things and, you know, implement them in your life. And I think if I do that in a really long episode, um, you're not going to have the ability to do that so you know you, we, we've talked about being in the now and, and how to enjoy things where they are and you know about the sort of work um now we're going to start talking about future sort of self and, and, and how to work towards those goals um in part two so i look forward to talking to you then bye